All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Thursday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. And, you know, Jeff, we joked a little bit yesterday that we had so many lead stories that today was going to be um, hopefully not uh, not an incredibly slow one. And it wasn't, but it was definitely a slower day than yesterday. Right. It was. It, it took a while for anything on my end to percolate, but yours at the General Assembly was a little more active than mine was at the beginning. Yeah, the General Assembly is like shooting fish in a barrel. You yeah. you, you get you look you look deep enough, you'll find something. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really, most days you don't even have to look that deep. So, yeah. um, but uh, your story actually was the one that really is the one that I want to talk about first. Right. And uh, we covered it when it happened, and it was pretty prominent in part because of the location of where this happened. There was a a murder where a guy went out to stop a burglary. Um, and this was in Midlothian, actually, on a street that almost backs up to Midlothian High School. Um, yeah. And, you know, we heard about it and they put out video about it. And then we didn't hear much else. And now we have what has happened with the latest on this. Well, um, you're right. Uh, the, the the guy uh, was going to stop a burglary, although when he was coming out of his house, he didn't realize the burglary was taking place. Because he was on his way to work. This happened 3.30 in the morning on October 31st. So he was on his way to work, noticed some guy rummaging through his girlfriend's car, got into a confrontation with him, and then he was shot and died. The guy who died identified as Robert Ashburn. So as you mentioned, uh, all these months, we didn't know, you know, if there was an arrest in this case. So basically... Surveillance video identified uh, the guy um, like a few weeks later, even though we just heard about his name today. And I'll tell you why it took the delay to, you know, come up with the, you know, the rest in this case. They arrested one guy in this incident, the guy who was actively um, rummaging through the car. He's identified as uh, Asante Barksdale of Chesterfield. Uh, and a couple of weeks later, through that same surveillance video that police went through, they saw that another person was involved in the incident where Ashburn was shot. And this, that guy identified as Avante Smith. Now, the interesting part of the story uh, is that later on after the incident where Ashburn was shot, and and died, um, police had pulled over a car with Barksdale and Smith in it for a minor traffic violation. Now, there happened to be a third person in that car. And uh, Captain Mike Breeden with Chesterfield Police said that they were doing interviews with this third guy. And after consultation with the Commonwealth's attorney and started stuff that they gleaned from this third person. They figured out that 
he had nothing to do with the incident that occurred earlier that day uh, with the shooting of Robert Ashburn. So that's the reason, you know, they came to this conclusion that this third person would not be charged. And now they can release the names of the people charged in this October 31st incident. Now, the timeline is that uh, Barksdale was arrested on November 18th, which is only a few weeks after the incident. And Smith was uh, arrested on November 29th. So there was that time between November 29th and now that they were trying to figure out if this third guy was involved and they realized at the end he isn't. Understood. And and again, and this is interesting because I'm going to tie in a different story for a second. It shows you how much the police have to work with the Commonwealth's attorney. Yep. And we know in Chesterfield that hasn't been a necessarily friendly relationship recently. Right, so, right. But uh, uh, there's another reason. I, I mean, it happens every day, but I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, this is another, you know, kind of thing where you have to, you know, consult with the Commonwealth's attorney and consult with what you've known from the interview process of this third person and whether or not that guy's telling the truth. And they just realize that that guy is, uh, is uh, not going to be charged. And uh, both Barksdale and Smith are charged with uh, second degree murder and use of a firearm commission of a felony. Oh, under understood. So, but it it, it is good to know because again, this was a pretty prominent case, and yeah. you know, a, a lot because of its location. And really, it was just a guy going out, like you said, to go to work. He was going to work, yeah, and confronted someone in his girlfriend's car. And then I believe it was his girlfriend that actually found him outside after the yeah. gunshot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, apparently, I would assume she was awakened by the gunshot. And when yeah. what the heck was that? Went outside and found that uh, you know this guy was dead. Yeah. And called police, I would imagine. Yeah. And they had they had a good video. Well, they had video. It was mostly voice. You couldn't really see, make out too much on the picture, but they had uh had video, the ring a ring doorbell that, that really had a good sound to it. Um yeah. you know, right. those things are really good for, for situations like this where you can kind of identify what's going on and you know that sort of thing. So under understand and, you know, it's probably credit to how they found you know, those two guys in, in just a week, a few weeks time. Yeah, no, un- understood. Um, moving on from that story, before we get to the General Assembly, just quickly updating the story that we talked about prominently yesterday. Uh, Newport News did, in fact, fire the superintendent last night, George Parker, which, as you noted, has a local tie originally from uh, Caroline, Caroline County, correct? Uh, he could have had a job before then, but yeah. I know that he was a former, and before he was at Newport News, he was in Caroline County. Right, right. In Caroline County. But interestingly, they're not making him leave until February 1st, so he's got a week. I, I don't understand that, but uh, maybe uh, maybe it's part of a contract thing where, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he's got, a, basically, it's a week. Right, a week, and then um, then uh, they did name an interim superintendent. She was within the the school system. Yeah. Uh, she'll be taking over, and then I imagine there'll be a, a large yeah. search for there'll a, be a uh, search for another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see, you know, in, you know, just speculating here what they're going to have to pay and what they're going to have to offer for for that position, given everything that has gone on. Um, in the last couple of weeks and months. Um, right, right. Because unfortunately, this, well, this is the most prominent incident. This, like I said yesterday, this isn't the only incident that has occurred in, in, in New York. Oh, right, right. New, New school, schools. Um, moving on, a lot of stuff uh, with the General Assembly and with politics today. Um, uh, 
the uh, Senate Education Committee, Education Health Committee officially killed all the abortion bans. Really, we knew this was going to be the case because the subcommittee told them to kill the abortion bans last week. But uh, Senate Democrats took a victory lap today um, over that. Um, Not surprising. You would see the same if Republicans were able to get their way um, on on some bills. You would see Republicans taking a victory lap uh, as well on on bills favoring their position. Um, But so there will be no um, abortion restrictions coming out of the General Assembly this year. Um, So that ends it, right? That ends the... Uh, I mean, there's going to be House bills that go over there, but they're going to face the same fate. Yeah. To be honest with you, the only way this was going was going to occur, and I'm going to get into the weeds here a little mm-hmm. bit. The only way this was going to occur was if a bill came back to the Senate that was completely amended and skipped the Senate Education and Health Committee and was in front of the entire floor, and Joe Morrissey was the tie-breaking vote. Yeah. And all that's not going to happen. All that's not going to happen because Senator Aaron Rouse won, and it's now a 22-18 majority as compared to a 21-19 majority. Right, right. That was the only way you were going to get an abortion ban through this year, and it was where you're going to require multiple steps, possibly even the governor sending down a bill at a at, at a certain time. It was going to be a um, a rare situation, but a possible situation, and that's now not going to happen with uh, with the uh, you know, the Senate, a 22, 18 Democratic majority. So, right, so right. basically it's not going to happen. Uh, another set of uh, bills killed today. Uh, there's also in subcommittee, also basically in the same subcommittee as the one that killed the, uh, the abortion bills, um, bills that would have banned transgender athletes from playing sports on the teams, which they identify, which match their gender identity. Yeah. Um, the the supporters arguing that it's unfair to girls and women, um, you know, to possibly face transgender women who would have the advantage of testosterone and muscle mass. Um, multiple people said this really isn't an issue that you only have five transgender athletes in all of Virginia. And I mean, we're talking every sport. There's only five or six transgender athletes. And over the last decade, only, um, 25 ish. Um, so they they said it really isn't an issue. And, um, so those bills were, were sent down to defeat. Um, so that's what we had from the general assembly. Uh, talked to Senator Mark Warner today, who liked to remind me that I've been covering him for two decades and that I'm not. As <laughs> yeah, as I, he seems uh, to do that a lot. Yeah. He does. He does it an awful lot with me. Um, but we, <laughs> that's but the only talk, guy you can do that with, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually there were multiple reporters on this conference call who he reminded are um, rather old. Cause it was a lot of people who I've covered him with for two decades. So yeah, yeah. it was kind of like getting the gang back together again, so to speak. Right. Um, but uh, we talked about uh, classified documents and whether or not he actually believes, and I apologize, that was my cat's knocking stuff off of the. Uh, <laughs> I didn't of, hear anything. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> what what happened there is if you could hear it in the background, the cat's knocking CDs off of one of these, <laughs> um, as cats are wont to do. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, but um, talked about uh, classification of documents, you know, especially with the situation uh, dealing with uh, President Joe Biden. Uh, former uh, President Donald Trump and now former Vice President Mike Pence. And, and basically, uh, Senator Mark Warner, who was on the Intelligence Committee, said, hey, you know, we we really think there's an over over classification problem, that there are too many classified documents. 
and that um, there's some that, things that shouldn't be classified in other words. Yeah. yeah. And he said, like, I'll go in and I'll see classified documents talking about something I saw in the paper. So really, <laughs> you know, that should be should be classified. Right. And he thinks it leads to um, officials not respecting um, classification markings. And so he thinks there should be additional declassification of documents. But that being said, he thinks it's right for the special counsel to pursue the cases they're they're pursuing. Right. Right. And he also, um, you know, believes any consequences that should come of that um, really is a uh, Department of Justice matter. He's more in concern that concerned about what information may or may not have. And so, I mean, some out. of the stuff that is investigated now that was found in Biden, uh, Trump's and Pence's home could be legit classified. So those investigations should continue is what he said. Right. right. And, 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 and honestly, all are legit classified because all were classified. Right. But I meant, he, you know, I think his argument more is there may have been some there that maybe shouldn't have been. Sure. Right. right. Like, like, and, and I'm not, I'm not claiming to have any knowledge of classification or not, uh, you know, anything along that line, but I do know that like some of the, documents found in in the former vice president vice president's house uh were uh, memos dealing with trips that he took you know briefing memos yeah i'm not sure that necessarily all the information in there it, it doesn't compromise national security yeah well i mean some of it may be classified information but some right. may not be classified right. you know right. necessarily need to be classified information so that's that's what uh, the senator is arguing. And again, I don't have a security clearance. So I couldn't tell you what should be or should not be classified. Right, right, right. So, but he's arguing for greater declassification. He thinks that uh, Congress should be looking at that yeah. uh, as well. Mm-hmm. So, so really, that's what we have for you um, on this Thursday, uh, you know, in terms of news coverage. Um, I'm not sure there's anything really big on the schedule yet for Friday, but we'll keep our eyes out. Uh, and obviously, if anything breaks, we'll make sure that that we are right. And Friday is usually a light day at the General Assembly. So, yes, General, yeah. General, as my cats continue to knock over. <laughs> so, if you continue with this podcast, yes. more stuff's going to get knocked over. Yes. So, you know, this. Uh, if we were, I got your classified documents right here. If we were posting, <laughs> if we were posting the video, I could turn the TV, the uh, the camera around to show you the the pile of CDs <laughs> that are now on the floor. I've seen point. cameos from one, if not two, of your cats during yes. this video, poking oh. their head around the stair banister there yes yeah so but uh i, I will not so we will not post the video but uh, <laughs> but yeah the cats are again making an appearance so yeah. um we'll keep an eye on stuff for tomorrow obviously whatever breaks we'll make sure that we get it to you in all forms uh again for reporter jeff stapleton i'm news director matt demline we'll talk to you on friday so baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 